The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Uh, I tell you what, they're passionate, the Fremantle Dockers fans, and we love them, uh, of course, to be uh, involved with our program. We'll come to a couple of texts in the moment. Uh, what do you think about this, Haggers, regarding Brisbane? Oh, it's nothing purposeful, you know, like it's just a little scuffle in the centre of the MCG, so you know how it is. Um, it's just part of the contest and part of the mental, mental battle. So that's no, no. Uh, Jared Berry. No, it's not. Uh, he goes to the tribunal tomorrow. Poking blokes in the eye is not part of the contest. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an eye-gouging charge. Uh, on Clayton Oliver, and geez, didn't Jared Berry do a wonderful job after half time? Yeah, I mean, he was the, he was the player. He, he was he helped turn it. I, I thought yeah. Lockie Neal's continuing to have a good final series as well. But eye gouging, so he goes to tribunal. So it's intentional action, high contact, low impact, mm-hmm. unreasonable, unnecessary contact to the eye. Really, that he's just saying it's just part of the contest. Mm-hmm. The potential to cause injury has to be taken into account here. And I think he's lucky to just get one game. It's a one-game suspension. Now they're taking that to the tribunal. They want to get it downgraded. How can you get intentional? It's clearly intentional. You're eye-gouging the bloke. It's a wrestle on the ground. So it's not as if it's in play. And low impact, that's probably because he didn't actually poke him in the eye. But the potential to cause injury must be must be considered here. And I'd be surprised if Jared Berry gets off, no matter how important he is to Melbourne, because... Uh, to Brisbane, because uh, you know he he will be important if he was able to play, because of the dominance that uh, Geelong can create around the ball, he'd be critical. But yeah. he can't he can't play after eye gouging like that. No, nah, he was very good in the second half. It's a pity that uh, the Lions are likely to lose him for what was a big game against Geelong. Speaking about the Cats, Jeremy Cameron. Uh, he looks like being right for the preliminary final. Uh, light duties at training today following missing a session on Friday. Reportedly missed the session on Friday due to a stomach virus. So uh, it is in cotton wool for Jeremy Cameron, but it looks like he will get up. And the Cats, of course, priming themselves up uh, for a big uh, slant this week against Brisbane to get into the GF. And I think Geelong should do that. However, I thought Melbourne would beat Brisbane quite comfortably last Friday evening, Peter. And I, th- I think the bloke, some bloke around here tipped Brisbane. Yes, he did. I think you must be the only person uh, in the country. And the fellow who tipped the guy in Brisbane, I think, gave the other fellow a call about it. Uh, let me talk. I, one that. thing I do want to say, yeah, uh, and we'll come back to it, I reckon, on Thursday. Sydney loom as the most capable side of knocking off Geelong. I agree. However, if Collingwood happened to get there with their fast play, so the winner of Sydney Collingwood, I think could well take it to Geelong on grand final, especially if it's fine and fast because mm. Collingwood are playing on the similar sorts of Fremantle type of youthful exuberance. Uh, when their game works, it works well and it threatens opponents. But I think that the Collingwood game have a, have a ferocious uh, tackling and, and pressure game as well. They cause a lot of grief to players with the ball and players down the field, they stay tight, they zone up. So as the ball's coming in, there's always a contest. But I think Sydney looms as the team that could really take Geelong on grand final day. Let me throw you this about Melbourne. And you made a very good stat, actually, and I used it on the weekend. Uh, we had the Stephen May and Jack Melksham dust up at the restaurant. And... And it seems that they got together and their focus collectively came out and says, we're looking at getting the AFL flag this season. But I tell you what, straight sets exit by the Demons. And the coaches admitted there were vulnerabilities. Uh, their vulnerabilities were exposed. So saying that, their record after being 10 and zip 
fell away dramatically. What they won eight of their next fourteen. No, they've lost eight of their. Sorry, next lost 14. eight of the last so fourteen. They've yeah. lost eight of their last fourteen since they won ten straight Melbourne. Yeah, and I, I'm convinced there was a bit of an arrogance about them. Certainly, even on on uh, Friday evening, the arrogance to not tag, to to release the tag on Lachlan Neal. Brayshaw off Neil. He's kept Neil to to seven possessions, nine possessions to yeah. half time, and there was just an arrogance in that. Oh, now we'll just go and send him forward and we'll kick goals. They lost eight of their last fourteen, all to top eight sides. Yeah. Let's go to John at Maylands. Who's give us a call on the Scarborough Toyota open line at thirteen twelve fifty five. Hey, John. Hey, hey, Pete. Hey, Haggis. Uh, great show, and thanks very much for putting me on. All good. Uh, just so everyone can hate me immediately, I'm a Collingwood supporter and very happy <laughs> about the result. Um, look, I've lived here for 46 years and I was here for the start, of course, for the, of the uh, of the Creo Dockers. And um, I think they've got some absolutely wonderful players. I think uh, Fife being out had had an effect and, and could have had a bigger effect on Crispin Dugowie, uh, as you've mentioned earlier. But Fremantle... I think have had a culture problem from day one, and I don't know what it is. Um, and Collingwood aren't without theirs either, by the way, but they seem to be able to overcome them. And um, I think all of these problems that they're having start at the top and wander on, uh, wander down to the players. Um, I just think that things like the father and son program at Collingwood is very strong um, and could be stronger at Fremantle now. Um, I'm just not sure that you know, the, the, the board and the club itself are doing enough to support the team mm. uh, when they go out onto the ground. Now, you said earlier, you go, I forget which one said it, that you had hoped for a fight back from Frio, but you were playing the fight back Kings. Yeah. Now, having said all of that, I still don't think the win from Collingwood was strong enough uh, for them to front Sydney at Sydney and get on top of them. I really hope they do. I've been a member since I was eight, and I hope they do, but I'm sort of not feeling. But I think Fremantle, unfortunately, have a culture problem that that remains to this day. Good on you, John. Good call. Regardless of whether people agree or disagree with you, you, you've given your opinion. That's what it's all about. Mate, I appreciate your call. Thanks Thanks, for that. Thanks, John. Just quickly, Hags, we've got a heap to get through. So, Pete Kim, I think that Peter Simich and Robert Wiley could be a huge asset to the Eagles in some capacity. Dockers fans, where are we? Just don't like being told the truth about what's going on within four walls. That mindset, that that mindset, has never changed. Uh, keep up the good work, Haggers. Uh, there you go. Uh, here's an interesting one, Ree Berry. If I had someone pinning me down with their elbow in my neck, I'd be trying everything to get them off. Me. Okay, then go BT. and do that's go BT. and do the cage wrestling, not okay. on an AFL arena. Uh, Brisbane Speed might. Uh, test the cats. I'll teach the cats a few lessons. Uh, Pies should have beaten the cats, and I think they'll beat the Swannies. Yeah. There you go. Uh, there's one text coming Jeez, through. It's open, the speed isn't it? factor. It's open, isn't it? I mean, here we are talking about Sydney Collingwood, and either one could win, and we're saying either one could then go on and perhaps beat uh, Geelong. However, someone's saying, well, Brisbane speed might beat Geelong this week. Mm. How open is that? And Norm of Cal. Good on you, Normie. Where were you? Mr. Hagdorn, do you think that the uh, contact of Oliver's forearm slash elbow to Barry's head was necessary? That's high intentional contact. Then he didn't get sighted, though, did he? No. Because you know why? It was a wrestle, and then Jared Berry turned it into an eye gouge. Do that in cage wrestling.
Okay. I love it. I love it, Haggers. What's that? That's UFC or something. UFC. That? Yeah. We'll get Brett Benetti on. He's about UFC. <laughs> he uh, good on See you, you Lee. Thursday, Pete. Good on See you, Lee. Jimmy. We'll go through the prelim finals team on Thursday, and who knows? There'll be players delisted, asking for trades maybe this week. Lob has asked for a trade. Akers will ask for a trade within days. And Logue looks certain to go to North Melbourne. Okay, we'll discuss all Just that if it falls on Thursday night. Thanks for your time here on Drive with Peter Vlahos and Kim Hagdorn on SENWA.